This is Alan Wolford, and you're listening to Safety Seconds. Well, the clock is ticking, but I wanted to take a moment to thank you for joining us on today's episode. At the end of the show, if you have any questions, comments, or would like to make a suggestion, visit mindandconstantmotion.com. Click on the Contact Allen link at the top of the page and let me know what's on your mind. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you for joining me on the inaugural podcast for Safety Seconds on Diary with a Bald Man. My name again is Alan Wolford. For those of you that are wondering, Safety Seconds is not just a name for a podcast. I incorporated Safety Seconds in 2015 here in East Tennessee to provide training and support, not as a consultant, but as a professional trainer and as a compliance specialist helping small businesses in and around the area. I got into this after leaving construction and finishing the U.S. Nitrogen Project to help local community businesses that I met during the three years that I was on this project. In this segment, I'm going to discuss the safety outlook for 2022. And what I'm going to use is just basic concepts. So what the podcast Safety Seconds is about is not, you know, to follow the line of other safety podcasts. There's other great safety podcasts that's going to talk to you about anything from behavior-based safety to, you know, things that management and C-suite personnel, you know, types of persons need. In the safety industry, many of us have been institutionalized these past two years by the effects of the pandemic and the severe conditions placed on them by OSHA and members of management not knowing how to deal with the events. So basically, Safety Seconds is a toolbox guide for those with boots on the ground, not for people with their asses in the seat working on charts and stuff. This is basically going to be for the guys that's actually out there in the field. The best way to learn about safety, you know, especially with any type of topic, is making sure that the communication is clear and in the language it's easy to understand. So there may be times during the podcast when you hear me use technical terms like hand, you know, for a worker, things like that. It's because I'm trying to reach to those that are actually going to be out there. One of the reasons that I was successful in my safety practice and development from a technician to a manager to a district manager, you know, to where I'm at today as a consultant, was my previous experience working myself in the trades. Now, that's not to say that safety directors and managers that didn't work in the trades don't have the ability to do this as well. But this is going to give you some insight and some background that you can't get unless you've actually done this in your, you know, span of your career or things like that. So like I said, communication is important. So what I'm communicating here on this inaugural podcast is things for us to look at. These are trends and patterns that we have seen. And, you know, when we look at this, you have to think and you have to visualize inside your head. You're on your job site right now. What are some of the things impacting you? What are some of the things that's changed, you know, since we came back from the holidays, since you came back from New Year's? One of the things we always try to remember is at the beginning of the year, no matter what's going on, whether you're construction, general industry, maritime, mining operations, you know, you have to look at what's changed in the previous year. 
Have you added new equipment that you need to do a lockout tagout for? Is there any changes to your confined spaces and you need to up chain, upgrade your confined space operations log? Have you added any hazardous materials or new chemicals and you need to update the SDSs? Then on top of that, because of the pandemic, because of the requirements for cleaning and sanitation, are these things that you're going to have to add into your cleaning program? Are these things that you're going to add into your infection control or your you know, program for COVID, flu, and anything that deal with infectious diseases? On top of those chemicals, have you trained the people on the SDSs? Do they know to go to Section 8 to look for the PPE? And if it gets into their eyes, do they know to go to Section 4? Not just planning for 2020 in itself, but you got to plan for the history of the facility. You look at your TRIR, you look at your incidents from the previous year, and you plan the training around that. If you had a lot of slip and falls, you know, look at your boot program. Do, are they doing inspections or supervisors or team leaders or leads going out there looking to make sure that they have a good tread pattern? You know, do they have exposed metal? Do they have exposed composite material on their tips of their toes? You know, from slag, from welding dropping, from kicking on rebar, working concrete. You know, these are things you have to look at. So one of your things is possibly going to be impacted in 2022 that you have to look at is your teamwork. And the reason I say that with COVID, with the flu, with everything else, beginning in the beginning of the year, you have to look at you know, are people going to reduce the numbers allowed to come into the meetings? And if they do, how are you going to ensure? Because everybody's got that six foot of social distancing. How are you going to make sure that people are getting the message? You know, it's important to have communication boards, both in English, Spanish, or whatever your other secondary language is, but in the common areas where people can find it. And you want to make sure in communicating to your team that that's one of the first things they look at. You know, we get together to look at job hazard analysis or if we're going to walk the site down or walk through the plant looking for hazards, you know, in a pre-start meeting. But one of the things is, is once you find this, you have to remember to communicate it to the others. The biggest failure that happened in the past two years, people were making decisions, things got put out, but they had difficulty in getting it out to the other personnel. They try to pass things on to other workers on that shift in a timely manner, but it wasn't always plausible because of social distancing, restrictions on persons in a room, uh, lack of handing out papers because it was common touch and they didn't want to transfer, you know, a potential virus or flu or some other issue through that contact surface. So part two to the change in 2022 is technology. Many of us will work away from paper and pen because of the issues with the common contact, but also you got to look at lost documentation. One of the things that we're going to see in the next five years, but particularly in 2022, is the use of smartphones, iPads, touchscreens, things that we can personally do and then transmit instantaneously across the job site. And then for those with lone workers, if something occurs, you're going to look at the software that's available where if the phone stops moving or the person's in a situation, whether you're in utilities or services or a construction worker, a forklift operator, a truck driver, 
you can get that instantaneous information. And especially, you know, with the recent storms and events that happened in Kentucky and down here in the southeast, you want to be able to give weather alerts. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you got lightning within 10 miles, are you not going to get your guys off that 132 or, you know, the other JLGs, the 60 and the 40 footers, get them away from steel, bring them down to ground? Because you got to remember the distance that lightning travels. So you're going to look at having lightning monitors that you can give to them and clip on their suits. You're going to have to look at other technology. And a lot of this is Bluetooth enabled. So if something happens, especially if you're using air monitors, you know, you got that Bluetooth on many of these MSAs and others that can transmit the information to you. Technology is going to help us make things safer. The downside with technology is it's impersonal, you know, and you're going to have to take time to train and you're going to have to take time to build their confidence into this. And that comes into our third section, training. In 2021, and 2022, many of the OSHA trainers have given up or will not be renewing their certification due to the high number of companies using online sources. One of the reasons so many companies have done this is because it's a cheaper format. People are not taken off the job site or have to come in on the weekends where they're paid overtime, if they pay them overtime for taking the training, in order to get their OSHA 10 or OSHA 30. And again, it's cheaper. You don't have to restrict the number of people into a classroom because in uh, 2020, 2021, there were limitations placed on us by our organizations on how many people could be in a classroom. Previously, I could have 30, then 40, and then it got restricted because you had to have that six foot of separation. Same thing with American Red Cross. Go around and check the cards on some of your supervisors, some of your reliefs, some of the personnel, and look at them. They may have an American Heart Association or other card that says that they're qualified or trained in first aid CPR and AED. And that's just not going to work. While they are approved, you know, to have these, how are they going to get that sensation? How are they going to get that muscle memory that comes from training them properly on how to do a two-inch chest compression? They're not going to feel the cartilage move. They're not going to feel the potential of a bone break. They're not properly trained. And training is going to be one of the biggest issues for 2022. When you think of everything that's coming up with the potential, you know, ETS, right now, everybody, everybody is waiting for the Supreme Court. You know, this is coming up and that's going to affect us too. So in 2022, while I do not have, you know, the ability to see in the future, I can tell you again that the top three things that's going to affect every job site is going to be teamwork and the ability to get teams together, to communicate, to get common goals, to look at events, look at issues, and to document problems on the site, especially when you're trying to do a hazard assessment. And like I said in the beginning, one of the first things you should be doing this year is doing a new hazard assessment of your site your job placement, your work areas, looking what's changed, new equipment, are the guards in place? You know, people coming back from vacation, coming back for holidays, are they mentally there? Then the technology, are you going to have the ability to document things? Now, some things will have to be pen and paper. You have to have that, especially when you're in a manufacturing environment and you got to sign off certain things. But then 
you can be cited for that in some cases because it's common contact. How are you insuring the virus? So these are things to think about. While you're sitting there and listening, take a thought. If you could improve something on your site, reduce your potential for not being compliant with either the ATS coming up or just, you know, the way things are coming up in the future. What can you use technologically? I mean, one of the things I've done is I've switched my clients over from having SDS binders. I put everything on a Google website, free website, downloaded all their SDSs, archived uh, chemicals that they no longer use, but they had to have in an archive because you keep them for 30 years. And instead of a binder, everybody's got a smartphone. Well, not everybody. There are some people that do not have it. But there's a piece of paper with a QR code, and when they open that, their camera, and they focus on that QR code, it goes to that digital binder. No one's touching paper. No one's tearing paper. It's not getting lost. But it's simple things like this. And it costs nothing. It took me 30 minutes to do two companies and do an SDS binder. It took me another five minutes to generate the QR code, make the signs, put it out. Technology is your friend. Yes, there are some locations where you can't do that. It's either got to be intrinsically safe or, you know, they have policies on that. So look at doing the same thing, but putting them on PDA, uh, PDAs, personal computers, or put them on something that they can access. People don't want to use laptops because of keys and things. So if you have an iPad or something similar, they touch it, they wipe it, they use a stylus. But then the last thing again for 2022 is you got to train people. You got to train them to the new types of teamwork, how you can develop, how you can communicate, how you can inspect. You're going to have to teach them on the technology. And if it fails, what is your backup for the plan? You know, like I talked about for the storms, you also have to do the training for emergencies. You know, look at your redundancies, look at your materials. If things fail, do you have a backup plan? and then train to it. You cannot fail if you plan. So, as we're coming forward in the next few weeks, every Wednesday, a new safety seconds will drop. We'll bring up a variety of information based on training, based on new trends, and information that will help you. Again, safety seconds is basically a toolbox talks for people with boots on the ground. I want to thank you for your time, and I hope you, I hope you feel that this segment was of interest and possibly benefited you. When you close out the show, please take a moment and send me your thoughts or comments. Rating the show on your podcast provider also helps myself and others see what our listeners think and feel. Remember, a one and a half is better than nothing. We can't fix if we don't communicate. So let us know what you want to know. Let us know how we did, and if we're doing good enough to keep you and your team safe. This is Alan Wolford, and I want to remind you that through planning, preparing, communicating, and engaging, you and your team will do amazing things. This podcast has been produced by Alan Wolford for entertainment purposes only. This or any other podcast produced by Alan does not constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. This and any other podcast does not reflect the opinions of his employers, clients, family, Beauchamp, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared 
or mentioned as an alternative, does not create any patient-physician relationship, or other professional relationship, between the audience and presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon, should act, or refrain from acting, based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information, be used as a substitute for professional advice and or counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what the voices in your head tell you to do. Or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wofford, and all guests of the show, expressly disclaims. Any. And all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any or all contents of this site.